Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as you can already tell, we've started the the podcast uh-huh. episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, TJ is clueless, I guess. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, oh well, that's what happens when you go to Europe. On this episode, uh, oh, on this episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast, one we're on video, so hello. Yeah, this is this is a foreign concept considering we haven't done this in like two years. I can't even believe we've had this podcast for two years, basically. That too. <laughs> we've had this since the summer after our freshman year of college, and it's the summer after our junior year of college. So two years, over two years, basically. Jesus. And, yeah, we haven't done, TJ's right, we haven't done a video in a while. I think our last video might have been the Seinfeld episode, where we went and talked about Seinfeld. No, I, 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 don't, think, I don't think we've videoed a thing since, like, Titans. I remember doing the thumbnail for Seinfeld. Mm, okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Jeez, TJ. I'm a clueless boy. <laughs> clueless boy. It's all the whippets. <laughs> by, by the way, if you haven't seen the Seinfeld episode, check that out. That was a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that one's fun. But on today's episode, we're going to just kind of talk about where, where we've been, because we've only re- released two episodes in the last, like, two months. We did the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Fast and Furious episode. Yeah. And then we yeah. did the Spider-Verse episode. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of talk to you guys what we've been doing. We haven't recorded in a mo- over a month? Yep. What? <laughs> well, and I I released the Spider-Verse episode like three weeks later than we after we Oh, yeah, you did, because I was in Europe when you released it. Yeah, it was much, was like, much later. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so it's been a hot freaking minute. And yeah. so that's why we're just kind of sit down with you guys and talk about what we've been up to to get you ready for what's to come. Because yeah. we have a lot of movies... <laughs> a lot of hot releases. Hell yeah. Including one oh, we're yeah. seeing tonight, Mission Impossible uh, Fallout, or Fallout, Dead, Dead Reckoning, Reckoning Part 1. Yeah. I- absolutely excited. We-, we both accepted our missions, by the way, if anyone's, oh, yeah. anyone's wondering. Where are you going on your mission? Oh, I- I'm actually sent to uh, Greece, actually. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You're going to speak uh, the word of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints there? Well, yes, and also... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love the sudden realization in your face. We're like, oh, that's where that bit was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not expecting that. No, I was going along the route that I have to go rescue my sister's uh, Pepperdine group. Mm. Uh, they're, they're right now in, in Greece doing some college stuff. Good shit. And so they're, I need, I need to rescue them because they're about to be in danger. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. The, uh, Solomon Lane has come back. Oh. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Shout out Sean Harris. Sean Harris is a legend. Yeah. His voice is so so satisfying to listen to. It's very very satisfying. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is. Okay, but yeah, so we're going to talk about movies we've been watching recently, what we've been doing with our lives. We're not going to tell you everything because we want to be mysterious, you know? Ooh. Yeah. Spooky scared. You want to be Bruce Wayne. You know? We can, you can dream. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. That's something we watched. That's right. We haven't talked about The Flash, have we? Do you want to start with that? Let's do it. All right. We watched The Flash. It was interesting. It's all right. <laughs> At best. Yeah. What's the... Who's the actor for The Flash again? Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. The Crim. We can... I mean... Do you want to erase her instead of using your finger? <laughs> right there. I've already used it, too. That's the problem. And there I you go, known Bubba. It. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I should have known this already. Yeah... The problem, I'll start this discussion by saying Ezra Miller just does not work as the Flash. Because. Yes and no. He, well, he, he didn't. His acting performance in that movie was poor. Oh, yeah. In his own movie, it, it's not good. 
I think um, everyone. I I don't know the extent of truth this has because okay. I've never seen the uh, the Snyder Cut. But everyone's uh-huh. like in the Snyder Cut, he works as a side character. Okay. It's like how Jeremy Renner at the beginning of the MCU works as a side character in or in the Avengers. He's like that. He fills that role where it's like not the most important character, but he's there and he does his job. Right. Ezra Miller in his own movie sucks ass yeah. and it's so hard to watch. Well, it's hard to watch and it's a real problem when that's literally the main character of the movie and you're relying on him to carry yeah. the film and carry the big emotional beats of the film. Which... Yeah, he's trying to do a double performance and it works neither time. No. Um, one is better than the other, I will say. Like, I think the main character Flash is better than the uh, the alternate reality He does one. have some funny moments. The main, uh, the main character. The main yes, normal the, Flash. The main normal Flash I feel like is a little more bearable yeah uh because like the alternate reality flash is oh my god <laughs> so yeah, annoying he is um i didn't there was there's that one apartment scene where he's with his roommates and that's supposed to be funny i never laughed laughed once i i liked the idea of the joke that they were telling but i didn't find it the, their execution of it funny um like i, I liked yeah. how they were talking like mentioning all the movies and they're like oh um Eric Stoltz, it was Marty McFly, like he was supposed to be. Uh, and, like, that whole, whole sets off a whole tirade of, like, reworkings of f- classic movies. And I think that's a funny idea, especially with, um, like, the whole multiverse thing. Does it work, though? No. <laughs> Short yeah. answer. Um, I think that's a lot the problem with a lot of the comedy in the movie. It's good on paper sometimes, occasionally. The execution kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Another thing that kind of was unfortunate was they were trying to do like an Endgame-esque sort of monumental finale movie with The Flash and Supergirl and and Michael Keaton's Batman. But the problem was there was no stakes. No, there's none at all. They were simultaneously creating a lot of the stakes within that same movie... Yeah, and they hadn't, and they hadn't been any stakes set up prior to that movie to make it more emotional, more set up, more developed. Even though a multiverse movie like that kind of requires something of that nature, exactly. Especially when you're having this, you know, big moment with your Flash character. Yeah, and well, they didn't have anything set up prior, so it it kind of fell fell short there. But yeah, it yeah, it, I think I think the movie tries to be a little too big for its own right. riches. Um, like, I mean, these, these solo movies can be big. I mean, like, look at Civil War and, um, there was another one I had in mind a second ago where it's like, these can have like bigger ramifications of your like universe and stuff like that. Like, I mean, like I said, Civil War, I mean, it's practically Avengers 2.5. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's still, a Captain America it's movie. It's still Captain America movie. And yeah. it's, I mean, it, 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 it is a big event. Like it's. Honestly, if you watch the Avengers movies, you should throw in Civil War because it's yeah. so important in the overall grand scale. Flash doesn't have that. It's it's it it tries to be this big thing, and it's it ends up just kind of falling in on itself. And it's mm-hmm. like, what's the point? <laughs> I will say though, I'm glad we got the Michael Shannon moment where he's doing the timeline of his career. Oh my god! And he says the uh, he's like he's like the what is a multiverse or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The, my character died in Man of Steel. Why am I back for this movie? Yeah. Because it's a multiverse. 
What's a multiverse? <laughs> yeah. That whole idea, that whole exchange is so funny. Well, and it's the way because the way Michael Shannon speaks just works so well with that too. As far oh as like God. being clueless, it's I just... love it. Between that and I'm such a lucky boy. Oh yeah, I, that that clip from the Criterion uh, closet yeah. video is the funniest thing. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, it's so goofy, but um, yeah. I don't know if you get this with him, but for me, he sometimes comes across as, like, a mix of, like, being genuine, but then you feel like somewhere on the inside of all of his dialogue is being sarcastic at the same time. Yeah, there's a little hint of, like, I'm kind of playing this up to be Gooner. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is kind of, like, something he does with, like, the, uh, um, the I'm such a lucky boy thing, where it's, like, he's purposely so awkward. Right. Um, And it's, like... But I, th- I think he's a, he's a he's a good actor. So I mean, oh yeah, he's a he's a he's a I'd say becoming a modern iconic actor, and so I, I think he has the right to be a little bit of a weirdo here and there. Yeah, he. I want to see him win an Oscar. He's been nominated for a couple. I think he's been nominated for maybe two. Yeah, two. I think because I think he was nominated for Revolutionary Road. Yeah. Um. And then was it, is he in Prisoners? No, no. I don't know. He was nominated for another. I think to the internet. We have the power we, of, we, the we the power of the internet. While you're looking that up, I just wanted to say I hope you like my uh, lightning symbol, the Flash. Uh, oh, Michael Shannon. I'll put this down so they can see my wonderful top half of my Michael Shannon. My shirt. They can see my shirt. Let me see. But he was he was in the movie for what felt like five seconds, actually. Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be the main villain. One of them. One yeah. of them, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. That. I think that's another thing this movie struggles from is like it builds up Zod so much, and then Zod's in the movie for maybe like six minutes yeah. at most, and it's just like, all right. I mean, I get it's not like, in the end, it's supposed to be more reverse Flash and like stuff like that, like uh or like. The Flash that's like gone kind of off the rails, but like the whole that whole like bait and switch is. I mean, that's something I'm I don't like about superhero movies. Kind of now sometimes, mm. where at least Marvel did it a lot, like two years ago. Okay, it was like everything or most shows where it's like the main villain isn't actually the main villain. It's this elusive third party that just comes in in the final. But it it, it happened on like consecutively for like four or five projects and it was like what the this isn't what yeah <laughs> it was fun the first time in like wandavision because it was well done and then past that it was just like all right whatever i don't know yeah that's Michael a great Sh- point TJ. i didn't think about that but uh yeah that has happened quite a few times didn't that happen in did that happen in shang chi uh kind of oh or- yeah it kind of did because you had the the dra- you had the dragon. Yeah, because it was like they built up um, uh, the main villain guy. I can't remember his name. And then he was like, honestly, like not the main villain. It was like what he go- tries to go find is like the real main villain. And right. then um, they kind of did it with Loki, where it was like the TVA is the bad guy. It's actually like what lies at the end of the universe is kind of the bad guy. Or, or and same with Sylvie and like. It's like Sylvie's the bad guy. She's not actually the bad guy. She's the good guy, or one of them. 
Yeah, he's, he's gone up for two. What was the second one? Nocturnal Animals. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. No, he, he's a good actor. I... I'm kind of disappointed. Okay, hey, if he, I, I want him to get all the money he wants, and I want him to make the decisions that he wants. But I was kind of disappointed when he showed up in Bullet Train and now this, because mm. I feel like he could spend his time doing better roles and yeah. doing that sort of thing that he's Not really should for. spend his time towards and like art stuff and whatever. Bigger roles that aren't just what seem like money grabs. If he really wanted to do those and he wanted to make the money, hey, yeah. I don't want him to like not make money. Make as much money as you can. But yeah. I want to see him do more Nocturnal Animals, more of those kind of movies. Because he, when he does, does commits to those kind of roles, I mean, he's Michael Shannon. He's a great actor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, having him in Bullet Train was a very bizarre choice. It was. I'm not saying he was like bad in the movie. No. Um, but he was like, it was very bizarre to be like, this big bad villain, and then it's Michael Shannon. <laughs> that man yeah. is not that formidable to look at. He's mm-hmm. he's a tall, lanky uh, American man. Mm-hmm. Um, he has not a lot of like. I want that. I, I, he's not he's not formidable, like I said. Yeah. It, but like he's the main villain. It's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, like, in The Flash, it was, like, it was weird to see him in there. I, I he does like, a good job in, in Man of Steel, I will say that. Oh, he's, he's a great good, He's a good villain. He's a great man. He, he's great. He's a great Zod. Yeah. I think uh, he takes the ideas of, like, Terrence Stamp from the 80s and translates it to modern stuff really well. But, um, yeah, The Flash is not great. Yeah. Michael Keaton, That's the one good. thing. Michael Keaton is very good yeah. in in the Flash movie. That I was, that for me alone was was worth the ticket. It, oh, seeing yeah. him put on the costume more time and playing oh, yeah. an older Batman was, yeah, was cool. Um, and like his action was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like everything re- revolving old Batman was really cool. Uh, and some of the things with like Supergirl were pretty cool. I will say that's another thing that. Going forward, I would totally be cool if she was Supergirl. Oh, absolutely! Forward. If they went, if they when they do this whole reset thing, I'm totally down if they just cast her again because she's she's really good. Um, I liked her lack of dialogue. I thought that carried her in a different light and made her more, more interesting and intriguing. Yeah, I I, I think like it, it was sad that she wasn't in the movie for a little more. Yeah, because like I, I um that was one thing I was very excited to see in the movie. And they really hyped up Supergirl, and then they, like, bring her in for, like, 20 minutes. And I was like, really? <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, um, it was, yeah, it's it's a solid, like, 5 out of 10 movie. At yeah, best. it's 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 fine. But it's fine to, for me, it's fine to bad. Like, yeah, it's that, somewhere in between that, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a 4 or 5 out of 10 yeah. kind of thing, where it's, like, it has its moments in terms of, like, sometimes the Flash is decent it has like some of decent ideas with the flash michael keaton some of the action um supergirl supergirl uh stuff like that and then other times it's like it's a mess of a movie it's like so over long and like has no yeah drive through like most of it the climax is handled really weird too yes 
that was one thing I heard before we went into the movie was that like, and I, I didn't like look into it or anything, but like yeah. I saw like, that was like a snippet of a review I saw was like the movie itself is very paced really weirdly. Yeah. And like the whole, uh, climax, it feels very rushed. And I was like, Oh no. And I can say with certainty it was, <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, the, the whole movie is bizarre to watch. Yeah. The, from the opening with the babies to the the weird CGI babies. I, I gotta say, I understood what they were going for, specifically with putting the baby in the microwave. But at the same time, it's still, for me, that still didn't work. <laughs> the baby in the microwave. I forgot about that. That, that was like, that was the moment I knew that this movie was unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... As soon as there was a CGI babies, b putting CGI babies in a microwave to save it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. For me, though, I, that's a little too much. <laughs> it was yeah. I, I'm like, I get it. it. It'd be like a funny dark humor joke, and it it kind of is in some ways. But like, it's just like you watch it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this movie is unhinged," yeah. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. It's a flash movie. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and you know. With the last two minutes, what we've been talking about, it comes back to the point where, again, your main character is, you know, way down the list of... of actual important characters yes, in the movie. important characters, important things, good things in the movie. We literally list Batman, Supergirl, the action, some of the action, oh, yeah. other things. And then he's all the way down here. Still beats the CGI, though. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, he does have an, yeah. I can, yeah. The, the main Barry has enough moments where, yeah. Weird C- CGI Nick Cage, even though he shot the thing for the movie. I don't get that still. I, that that was crazy. TJ and I had this conversation where I was yeah. where I was asking TJ, I was saying, oh, okay, so they, they that was completely just computer generated Nick oh, Cage yeah. that wasn't for those who don't Nick know, Cage. Uh, in the ending thing when they're, uh, all they're looking in all these universes. We see like uh, Adam West's Batman and uh, uh, I'm forgetting old Superman name. Oh, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, uh, sure. Christopher Reeve Superman and also the lady who played Supergirl. And they're all weirdly CGI like rendered. It looks awful. And then it cuts to Nick Cage's Superman, one of the most fabled movie stories of all time. And it looks hilariously awful. <laughs> so they actually way. had him on set. Yeah, that, at least that's what they keep saying. Um, something I I'm like very unsure if that's actually the case. If he was actually on set, that is atrocious. What they did exactly. Well, it, it's not like they CGI'd the final cameo of the movie. Should I spoil it? Mini spoilers for the next fifteen. Wow, seconds. we kind of already spoiled it. Already stuff already. All so. right, fuck it. We're <laughs> shit. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. All. No, that's fine. I will. I'll put it early on. I'll put an edit saying we're about to talk about spoilers. Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Yeah. When they, I mean, they didn't CGI in like, um, George Clooney. Yeah. Or like, they actually got Wonder like Gal Gadot in there to make her like two second cameo in the movie. Yep. I mean, they CGI Ben Affleck for part of it, but like with his face. Yeah. That part looks gross. Yeah. But like, he was on set, in a suit. Why can't they just do that with? <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. Yeah, but... 
Um, yeah. Yeah. It. I remember yeah. us walking at that movie, and all our minds were just boggled on what the hell we just watched. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, "Oh my god!" It. I. I guess I'm glad we watched it because it does make for an interesting discuss- discussion, as we just talked about. Oh but... yeah, I, I'm very glad I watched it. Um, I, I and I, I am kind of glad I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is such a surreal experience. Um, and I, I'm definitely gonna try and watch it again, like when it goes on HBO or something. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend is already like, I haven't seen this, and I'm like, oh, we're watching it. <laughs> Because you are going to have a field day watching this shitty movie. Yeah. Um, it does make me want... I don't think they should, but... It does make me kind of want more, like, a... I mean, and they've talked... You know, you, we've heard of rumors of having the Batman um, Beyond, right? Oh, that, Batman Beyond, yeah. That sort of storyline with old Bruce Wayne. They've, they've had rumors about making a live-action version of that. That's never yeah. actually come to fruition, but... No. But it does make me want more old Batman, old, yeah. more old Michael Keaton, because I, he he sells it so. I mean, he's Michael Keaton. He sells it so yeah, well, and he does. I, I think it would be interesting to legitimately bring him back for an old Batman style movie. Yeah, like if they got like, well, it, he was the one that was always tied whenever they did those rumors. It was always exactly. Michael Keaton doing Batman Beyond with whoever. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he is. He's the only like Batman old actor that's older. Right, that's a good um, point. But, like, I, I think if they did something kind of like Dark Knight Returns, like that comic, where it's, like, it is legitimately old Batman. Um, and, like, it's, it's like, his one last ride of, for, like, I'm going to try and do this one last time. I think it would be, like, a really cool idea. I think it would be, like, probably really well done if they got a good director and stuff. Um, but, like, I, I want to see it, but at the same time, I'm, like, you could just leave it alone. That's And that's where I kind of... I think I've decided that's kind of my opinion because we do get so many superhero movies anyway. Oh, yeah. Superhero point, movie uh, manias. Superhero fatigue... Superhero movie fatigue right now is real. Hmm. On both sides. Both, for both DC and Marvel. Absolutely. Um, it's real. Who's, who said it wasn't real? Was, was it James it Gunn? I think it was James Gunn. Oh well, of course. I mean, he's he's trying to sell yeah. DC, so. Well, yeah, yeah that I, and that's what everyone was saying was like, "You're, you said the the Flash was the greatest superhero movie of all time. We're not listening to you now." <laughs> um, and like, but it it very much is a thing. I mean, well, and still... it's even getting to the point where even the good superhero movies, I, I'm st- I all, my one of my thoughts will be immediate thoughts will be, well, maybe I'll see it later, or yeah, maybe I'll just oh yeah, you know, kind of. I mean, that's what I've had with Secret Invasion, where I'm just like, I I I'm I don't have the drive to watch this like week by week like I would with like an, right. a, a different show. I'll just binge it all in a day and call it good because I just don't really care as much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I and and it used to not be that way. Oh Remember no, when absolutely. You, Emerson and I, you know, everyone you know, Emerson, he's been on the podcast oh, before yeah. many times. We. We were we would we'd be so hyped we'd go we'd get lunch or something and or lunch after seeing you know yeah. Thor Ragnarok or whatever and yeah. it was awesome it was amazing well that was like the golden age of Marvel was uh because the first one we saw was uh Homecoming right yeah 
Yeah, we saw Homecoming and then everything after until I think Far From Home was the last one we saw together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, I mean, and that was like the golden age of Marvel, like I said, or at least like their movies, where it was like consistent banger after banger. Like, everything, most movies were pretty consistently good. They were hugely hyped. And, like, they were, they legitimately had the appeal of being the biggest movie for, like, a month and a half or two months. Yeah. Now, no one gives a shit because, uh, I mean, Endgame's over. What's, there's no, we're in the lull period in general. But, like, there's no, like, consistent through line of like here's what we're leading up to uh kind of like what they did with endgame where it's like everything itself is building uh in a way that like makes sense now yeah. it's now it's just like it's the wild west it's like this show sets up this thing and then apparently it's not happening but we don't know i don't, I don't it's there's no there's no real point to watching some of this like day one because we don't know what's actually going to be important in like two months. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's sad is Marvel had a chance to end it the right way. They could have oh, ended absolutely. it with Endgame and took in and took five years to then write, uh, develop, decide what section. the new yeah. saga would be. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think like that's what they should have done. They should have capped it with Endgame, made maybe like one or two movies in the, the years in between, kind of like a Far From Home or. Uh, uh, or maybe it's like a, a, a like a new head figurehead for like uh, this, the the upcoming series, um, and then they could have like been like, all right, we're going to go back to two or three movies a year, but we have a, a specific plan. Here's everything that you need to know, but they didn't. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. So what I was saying, what I was going to say before our camera rudely interrupted us by shutting off, hmm. is. You know, we said all that. We said superhero fatigue, everything. Yeah. With that being said, there are some movies that I'm glad that came out during that time and are genuinely some of my favorite superhero movies actually ever. Oh, yeah. I I think there's super, like I said, fatigue is real, but I do think there is the possibility for movies to make you forget that it is real. Right. Uh, Batman, Spider-Verse, um... Why am I forgetting other ones? Well, Eternals is one of my favorites. Oh, Eternals I, are great. Now, that's... It's a controversial opinion I can't, t- in some ways. In some ways it is. I can't quite get a grasp because I see social media in the comments and everyone's like, hey, Eternals isn't as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah. And then you have also the camp where there is the Eternals socks. Why do people like this movie? Yeah. I would actually genuinely li- like to have one of those people on the podcast. Actually, Emerson. Maybe we'll I have him on the I podcast. think Emerson's one of those people. Not not to necessarily argue, but to just have a discussion about it. Because I oh, genuinely, I yeah. genuinely am curious. Because I know TJ, you don't like it as much as me, but you still think it's a good superhero movie. Oh, I, I think it's a it's a great movie. I, yeah, I, I like it's very much different pace and ideas. And the um, and, and for me, it's 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 the adult nature that is mm-hmm. carried in that film. Whether it's the dialogue itself, the topics yeah. that they discuss. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot. Well, it's just a very different movie compared to every other MCU movie. Paced differently. Yeah. Where it's like it sometimes hits all the same, like, same story beats and stuff like that. It's bound to happen. But, um, like, the idea, like, yeah, like, the tone of it is so yes. different and it's very... There's literally a scene about, like, Hiroshima. Yeah. 
it's I, it's a lot more of a quiet movie in a lot of ways, where a lot of these other superhero movies are big and crazy and loud, and it's just like, all right, I get the point, and it's um, it's it's nice to see a change of pace from Marvel. If it's designed, defi- like I, I felt like it was going to be a, like a very in the middle movie to begin with. Yeah. Um, where it was one of those ones where it's like people are getting it's like it's too slow and uh, what's the point of this? I I I kind of saw that coming, but I didn't expect it to be so like line in the sand. Like, where do you stand on this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also shout out. I mean, I keep shouting things out <laughs> left and right here. here Cinematography oh, is yeah. also different. Yeah. And it's the it's the Chloe Zhao esque cinematography, mm-hmm. which I also yeah, quite you, enjoyed. You got a legitimate filmmaker behind the wheel, <laughs> not that's, just not just some small guy that's made superhero movies. Yeah, and that's and that's one thing that I've always appreciated about Marvel is they have given lots of different directors from different backgrounds mm-hmm. from different in film, yeah, opportunities to make oh, a superhero movie. And Eternals is obviously no different. It's Chloe Zhao. Yeah. You know, Nomadland, Oscar winner. Yeah. Never, never, ever, ever had directed a movie with that kind of budget. That, no, Anything no. like that. Yes. Well, I mean, like, and same with the guy who did Shang-Chi. He did indie movies. Yeah. Like, or at least, like, they were big, but, like, they weren't, like, uh, and they were critical acclaimed, but, like, he wasn't making action movies. Um, I mean, like, he made, like, a movie about, like, troubled teens with Brie Larson. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, he made Short Term 12, uh, which is apparently a really good movie. Yeah, I heard good things about that. He made that one, and I think he made uh, Just Mercy, too. Oh. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, and uh, is Jamie, Jamie Foxx in that one? Yes, yeah, Jamie yeah. Foxx. I think also Brie Larson. I think they, like, consistently work together. Yeah. Um, like I said, never made, never made an action movie. And, I, and now everyone's like, I think he might be directing one of the Avengers movies. Yeah, he was. Or at least he was, was in the, talks, too. Yeah, he was in talks. I think of the first one, the first yeah. of the two-parter. Yeah, which I, I'm here for. I, I think he he can pull it off. I think there's some aspects of Shang Chi that I think were really well done, and the action is one of them. Um, but like at the same time, like Marvel has been really good about just ra- picking random people, like John Watts. The, who the Dude, hell? He, who the hell was this guy ten years ago? Yeah, he made a movie with Kevin Bacon, and I think a horror movie. Yeah, I was just saying, he directed, like, two things. And they weren't big. They were these tiny, low-budget movies that, like, I mean, they were, like, nothing. They probably didn't even premiere at, like, Sundance or something. And and then they're like, oh, yeah, he's making Spider-Man. He's making the whole trilogy. (laughs) Everyone's kind of just like, what? And now, to the and it's, that trilogy has gotten to the point where people are discussing whether it's the best MCU trilogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's... So that it's in that discussion. Yeah, that and Guardians and uh, what else would there be? Captain America. I don't think Captain America is up there. First one. People have a, pro- a lot of people have a problem with the first one. Yeah. Um, Which I that is one where I the the criticism that I have seen from that movie there is there there is justification to oh a absolutely lot, to a lot of that. But yeah, I think I rewatched it maybe what well, maybe a year ago now. Yeah, because you were. <laughs> For those that have been uh, with us for oh, some time, yeah. remember we remember we you remember that we were trying rewatch. to do a MCU rewatch and it lasted like <laughs> two movies, but yeah, we got through uh, or three movies, something like that. Got through Iron Man two. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I pretty much rewatched all of Phase One, but um, Captain America one first half of the movie is so good. Okay, it's really good. 
Um, I'd say maybe the first three quarters. And then it becomes so campy and it becomes almost a caricature of what mm. the first half of the movie is. And it's just like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, cause the first half of it's like, it's, it's actually like, a, it's not, I won't say it's slow, but like it's, it takes itself more seriously and it's a little more, um, it's, it's not like over, I it's not, it is jokey, but it's not like overly jokey. And it's, it's like, it's, a, it's ridiculous, but it makes sense. Mm the last half of it just kind of throws it all away and it's just like we're gonna be a big goofy action movie now because he has superpowers and it's like why yeah uh, it, it is like joe johnson or someone who made it like someone who's been in the business for like 30 years and it's like how have you made classics and then like not learned how to make a movie consistent yeah he's made one of my one of my you we were talking about childhood movies earlier he's made one of my favorite childhood movies october right. sky yeah I love that movie. He did, oh, yeah. I forgot he did that movie. And uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, TJ, but I think that's a genuinely good, true story oh, yeah. movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, ooh. I, I, now you got me thinking about that movie. <laughs> Dude, the scene... I don't mean to go... I mean, we're Tangents is kind of our middle name at this point. But the scene between Chris Cooper... That's the other... Mm-hmm. That actually, yeah. right? Chris Cooper and Jake Gyllenhaal when... Um, when Jake Gyllenhaal's character is is kind of like his dad is has been like trashing all of his rocket stuff and he's like yeah, threatening yeah, yeah. to leave, that scene is really good. Oh yeah, that... it, it, because not just because there's all that yelling, but having that sort of that painting that the that the his mother mm-hmm. was painting in the back and how that ends up sort of being a bigger piece to that whole fight oh, and so stuff good. being the backdrop to that. It's so good. It was set up. It's set up very well. It's, it really is a great is. movie. Yeah. Um. It's one of those ones where it's like I kind of I forget about it sometimes, and then I'll like think about it, and I'll be like, "This movie's so good. How do I keep forgetting about this?" Yeah, it's kind of, it's a, it's almost what I have with like Mission Impossible Five at times. It's like, really, I, I forget Mission Impossible Five. Wow, it's not okay. It's not that I forget like the stunts or anything. Like I remember, I remember like the base. I don't. I just don't remember the story. Okay. I then again, I I don't. I don't think I know the story for four. I, I don't know the stories for four or five. Okay. I just remember, like, the basics of what happens, like, where they go, and that's it. Dude, five, I don't mean to spoil our Mission Impossible podcast, but five, I rewatched it. I rewatched all of them. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's a, think, it's a good movie. I think it's the best Mission Impossible movie. That, we haven't seen seven, obviously. Oh, yeah. And I think it's my favorite Mission Impossible movie as well. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I mean, I think my friend has five is their favorite as well yeah but uh it's a good movie i remember like every time it's, i watch it yeah i'm like this movie rips it's just one of those things where it's like i for, in my mind mm. i for some reason cannot for the life of me remember what happens interesting um and it, it's it's one of the old few movies like that in my for me um, I, I can see where you're coming from though i'm sure i have some of those i, I would have to think about it a little more but yeah it's it's like i mean i've seen it probably like two or three times at least but like yeah um but yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, the one I forget, you know what? If we're talking Mission Impossible movies, the one I forget often is is the is the second one until I rewatched it. Because mm. I, I remember the rock climbing, and I remember, I remember there was a motorcycle thing going on. My motorcycle chase at the end. But before I rewatched it, I kind of forgot what the whole thing was about. Yeah, I. I when did I watch? 
watched like the last half of that movie with my parents shit maybe a year ago maybe that that, that sounds right um and i kind of i i like actually remembered like what the plot was and i was like oh my god i mm. didn't even remember mm. i also forgot anthony hopkins is in that movie i know dude when i rewatched it i had to double take i, yeah. I, I, I was like it's so That's random anthony hopkins yeah it's so random but like that movie's very bizarre. I, I love it. It's, but we got to save. Remember, we're saving the conversation. Oh yes. For, oh yeah. Yeah. So for those that are, I think I might have said this at the beginning. Maybe not. We're going to do an episode not just on Mission Impossible Seven, but we're going to talk about all the Mission Impossible movies because we haven't had a chance really to do that on the podcast. Because no. we, we we never talked about Mission Impossible. No, and it's it's a top two action franchise for me personally. Oh yeah, it's up there. I know for you, we talk about it like, oh, all, off time. camera, off off mic, quite a quite a bit. Oh, it means. It's one of the most famous action franchises ever. It's you can't not love it. It's it's so good. Yeah. But um yeah, it's just one of those things that's it, the last one that came out I'm what, twenty eighteen? You were soft sophomores in high school? Yeah, I, I think, think it was this yeah. It, I, I think it was junior year. Yeah, junior year. Um I you know what it was the summer in between those two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it's been a while since we've like seen a Mission Impossible movie. Um but I'm very excited for this new one. I'm very excited as well. It's I the problem is is and I had this problem with the Guardians three is unfortunately my expectations get were too way high. too high. Yeah. That I, I, I yeah. I don't want that to happen. I'm trying to limit yourself. Limit myself with this one because Rogue Nation because ever since ever since the the third one well from yeah from when it's gone three four five six all those movies have gotten better and better and better oh yeah i mean like i mean like two is like whatever three it's like it's it's a step up from that but like it's like it's like this weird middle ground where it's like it's better than two it's not as good as one and then like four and five and six like it reinvented itself it became this whole new franchise this whole new series so and so it's 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 become its own entity from there so it's like it started getting better and then it became its own thing and it's like it's still riding that wave of oh shit yeah of uh like it's reinvention of and it's i think it's it's yet to get old and i think that's something so amazing about the series it's one of those few franchises that can do something like that yeah 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 it's again we gotta stop talking about it in an episode but the last oh, yeah. thing i'll say is they they finally got a clear direction mm-hmm. after the third one with the fourth one going on and I think yeah. obviously a big reason is Christopher McQuarrie joined the the, the, the franchise because yeah. I think he wrote the fourth one correct I think, I he, think so I think he did maybe he wrote the third one too let me check oh yeah but anyway that's that's all we'll say there's a lot yeah. I want to say but we have a whole episode we can do for that so the other thing that's I want to mention or shout out just because is. The what I will say about October Sky. Mm. The last thing I wanted to mention was the score. By the way, for that movie is great too. For which one? October Sky. Oh yes. Yeah. He did not write for. Oh, he didn't. Did no, he produce he, it. He oh, real quick. He wrote and directed both five and six. Right. He didn't produce four. I thought he was associated for then. Well, I know well, Brad Bird directed right. it, but like, um, right. who wrote it and stuff like that? Well, I why I. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I heard something where Macquarie joined on the fourth one somehow. But he maybe he did in some way. But like, uh, JJ, 
I know you produce these movies. Okay, here we go. Writers. One of the writers was um, wrote the, the Michael Bay TMNT movies. Okay. And the other guy. Combat Cinema, am I right? They both did. Huh. <laughs> so, totally random guys just wrote this movie. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Huh. Did JJ still produce these movies, though? Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. Let's see. I'm going to check the producers. Of... I think he produced all of them until Fallout, I think. Oh, he stopped with Fallout? I think so. Because I remember looking, obviously, at all the credits. Watch, we're doing the rewatch. Uh, yeah. He doesn't do this one. But let's check. He definitely did Fork. Right, and he did, I'm pretty sure he did 5, too, but check. Yeah, I'm checking now. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I holy forgot. Holy shit, they have tons of additional directors on these. Yeah, he did 5. Did he do 6? The suspense. It's building. It's building. He did six. Oh, Jesus. That scared the hell out of me. That sound definitely didn't work for me, but it worked for you, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, I'm looking at cinematographers for Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. Okay, save it for... We'll save that. Well, I, yeah. Um, or if, there, if there's something small you want to mention, we can do that. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that um, the guy who did Ex Machina did Fallout, and I can see it. It's, they're both amazingly shot movies. Yeah. That's so... Okay, yeah, we got we got to save stuff for the Mission Impossible pod. That's a good place to end this. Yeah. So, if you guys want a continuation of our Mission Impossible conversation that we're having at the end of this sort of catching up episode, be sure to watch, listen, or watch the next episode where we yeah. will be talking about Mission Impossible, part, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and the rest of the Mission Impossible franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for listening or watching. And if and if you want to watch and you're listening right now, go to the our YouTube channel under the same name as our podcast, the Manic Movie Misfits Podcast. It'll be up on the same day that the episode gets released on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess without further ado, TJ and I are going to accept our our mission. Oh shit! And go watch Mission Impossible Seven. So uh, we'll see you next time. Toodles.